All right, it's championship week here at Drink 5. It is the week 16 preview for your championship matchup. I love this song. So good. We're pitching with beer here, everyone. Alright, well, welcome to the podcast, everybody. Uh, I am Jason, joined as always with Dave, by Dave. Uh, tonight we're joined by Jessica. Jessica, thanks for joining us. Uh, it is week 16 in championship uh, world of fantasy football it is championship week but but there's also lots of people out there that are representing their team in either the consolation bracket or going for a high score or perhaps you know still battling for third and fourth um there are still prizes out there to be had and and i wish all of you uh uh, the best of luck in getting those prizes there's a few two-week uh championships so they'll go 16 and 17 but it does commence this week so uh it'll be exciting i can't wait i'm in one championship game uh, I'm also in a consolation game. Dave, how many did you make? It's kind of a gaudy number, if I remember. Oh, well, I, I wish it was more. I had the opportunity to be in six championship games. I, I started the, the year with nine leagues. Two of those leagues are Fantasy Sports Writers Association and the Scott Fishbowl Experts League. So two of them aren't worth money, although I still would have, <laughs> I still would have liked to have been in the finals. They're worth lots of prestige. Right, exactly. Um, so out of the seven leagues that are money-based, uh, I am in four championship games. So that is a the best result that I've had so far in my uh, fantasy football career. So I'm super psyched about it. But, um, you know, a couple of the leagues where I did really well, I got knocked out in, the, in this round, even after getting the bye, just because of uh, injuries and things like that that I really didn't have any control over. So... It's sad, but it's one of those things, and I'm sure you guys can relate, where if you if you put your best lineup forward, or even if you don't, and the other person would beat you anyway, you can you can kind of just sit back and say, well, I did everything I could have done, yeah. and it's not like I lost by .5, and I didn't start somebody, and that's the reason why I lost. So that's good. I, I'm in a good place, and uh, I hope everybody uh, who's listening to our show wins their championships, and those... Uh, buffoons that are not as long as the people I, they lose you know, the guy i'm playing isn't listening then right <laughs> um you know it's funny you mentioned that uh our buddy graham was just saying last night uh when he got eliminated at least it was by more than his optimal lineup well that's there the was idea. nothing he could have done because he was gonna lose if you could pick up people that you didn't pick up or you know whatever then that would have been one thing but uh, in in that general circumstance, when you played the best you could and you didn't win, then it's okay. It's just like any other sport, um, even the ones where you're out there actually playing the game. Uh, if you did the best you could and someone else was better uh, due to whatever outside variables, that's all there is to it. Yep. And Jess, uh, I believe you're also in a game for something, right? <laughs> Currently still for something. Um, and like you said, it is way better to get beaten by you know, a substantial amount of points. Um, by me. Co- coincidentally <laughs> by there Dave you there you have it you know um it, you know it, it, should I have started Jordan Matthews who knows 
we may never know. Yeah, who knows? That's a tough <laughs> um, one this point of the year. But funny thing is, uh, you know, I gave up on Danny Woodhead a couple uh, last week, just last week. Mm-hmm. Um, dropped him. Jason, my fellow partner right here, mm-hmm. happened to pick him up. Thank God he also didn't start him. I didn't start it. I wasn't playing you. I was playing someone else. And True. But it made I me would, feel better about I needed losing him. Danny Woodhead and someone else yeah. to win that game. But I do believe that I will strategically be playing Danny Woodhead against you this oh, week. Oh, God. Yeah, to so um, third place. since I lost to Dave, he is uh, in the final two, and Jason and I are playing each other for third and fourth. Yes. All right. Well, you guys are, are making this very personal. Three people at the table here are playing each other next week for various positions in the, <laughs> in the leaderboard in one of our leagues. So shout out to that uh, to that league and everybody who plays in it. Uh, and let's uh, move on to our beverage of choice this evening. And Jason, what are you drinking? So this is the uh, Pipeworks Brewing Warbird, a session ale. It is incredibly light, almost like a... Um, Looks like lemonade. Yeah, it's almost, it kind of has a it little does. lemony taste to it, too. It's kind of sour, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Oh, it's really good. Um, you know, I did want to get a beer that we weren't uh, always drinking. You know, there's a lot of things at the liquor stores, including the Ninja versus Unicorn, lots of IPAs. I just decided to go with this. I thought it would be a little bit heavier, um, but as a session ale, it's about as light as I've ever seen them. Sure. And it's 4.5%, four um, but I can definitely appreciate a very light beer with a lot of flavor. So that's good. I think we're all drinking. Those are that right those now. are good reviews. I will be joining you guys with that one shortly. I'm currently sipping on some uh, whiskey and ginger ginger ale. <laughs> oh, excellent, excellent. Dave, what was the name of that whiskey we just picked up? Uh, just picked up? Russell's Reserve. It's a small batch uh, bourbon whiskey, my favorite kind. Uh, it's sort of in the thirty dollar, thirty five dollar range, and it is. A very nice whiskey, smooth, but with a bite to it. It warms you up uh, in your gullet, you know, the, <laughs> as they should, as they do, as they do. <laughs> All right, so uh, some injuries this week. Injuries uh, were everywhere in week 15. Uh, it sucks when you make it this far and you have a great team and then all, you know, the only thing that ever happens is that all your guys get injured and you don't even have a chance. Um, so maybe you won in spite of that. Maybe you uh, lost because of it. Um, but, you know, all the guys that got hurt, uh, th- there's a lot of big guys. There's a lot of people. We're not going to be able to cover them all. Uh, but the major, like, actual fantasy-relevant people, uh, starting with Marcus Mariota, he is going to be done for the year, most likely. Most likely. Um, he's definitely out for Week 16, so he is done for the fantasy year. So Zach Mettenberger is playing. No reason to play him. I don't know that this necessarily gives a downgrade to Delaney Walker, who is the only fantasy-relevant player on that team. No, Walker was fine with uh, Mettenberger in years past. And Mettenberger isn't inherently a bad quarterback either, although he had some issues last week. But the problem is Tennessee doesn't have enough playmakers. Their biggest threat out there is a rookie wide receiver who just started getting most of the snaps. Yeah, Doriel Green-Beckham has promised, won't, you know, deliver this year, that's for sure. Um, You know... Delaney Walker only had two catches last week. They were both touchdowns from Mettenberger. So I, I think that he'll be a, a worthy play still, but you know, stay away from the rest of the team for, for fantasy. Um, I do think that next year going forward, though, Mariota is going to be a number two or a QB two for sure. He'll be in that top twenty uh, tier of quarterbacks, regardless of like how you know they need to upgrade their offense, obviously. But even if they don't upgrade too much then I think that he's going to be able to put up QB2 numbers all year. 
Very good. I'm going to hold you to it. But I, I think, yeah, he's a borderline QB1 almost with all of the rushing yards that they're going to have to, to, make him, uh, to make him go forth and, and conquer with. Right. So TJ Yates tore his ACL, non-contact play. We're all used to that at this point this year, right? We just see somebody go down really awkwardly without getting touched. We know that their knee is totally torn to shreds. Um, so Brandon Whedon is going to be replacing him. Brandon Whedon got cut from Dallas earlier this year, and now he is uh, starting for the first place Houston Texans. So very nice reversal of fortune for him. Do you think that Brandon Whedon has any relevancy going forward? Is he you know a QB two maybe, or just don't worry about him? Whedon's a slinger, and you know they've got Hopkins on their team, and whenever you have DeAndre Hopkins. They're just going to try to force the ball to him. And it's one of those circumstances that are few and far between in that with Hopkins, when you try to force the ball to him, he's going to catch it. A lot of guys, uh, you're going to force it to, like Des Bryant, etc. They, they're fast, but they have to be in the right place at the right time. Hopkins can just reach up and grab it, just like a Calvin <laughs> Johnson or an A.J. Green. So that means it doesn't really matter the quality and caliber of the quarterback. If they're in the NFL and they can throw the ball, uh, whether they're Matt Flynn or Aaron Rodgers, the uh, he can catch it from their throw. So I do think it automatically makes him uh, a viable quarterback for uh, you know for a two-quarterback league, especially right now at the end of the year. Maybe you had some injuries. Maybe some guys aren't startable. I'm not saying to go run out there and grab Brandon Whedon, but he can throw the ball to DeAndre Hopkins because I can throw the ball to DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> Very nice. Well, apparently uh, TJ Yates and Brian Hoyer couldn't. Um, so... What do you mean? Well, Hopkins wasn't putting up numbers over the last couple of weeks. But he he started, you know, it's clear that Brandon Whedon's going to be throwing on the ball. Hopkins has been great. I mean, it was it the, the past week or two where he, he was not putting up a whole lot of numbers? I mean, if they're not gaudy, is that because he's not scoring touchdowns? Because he's certainly getting work. Um, It seemed to me like he wasn't. Yeah, I mean... I guess it's toned down a little bit, that's all. But he's still, yeah, getting plenty of work. Right. Three catches for 52 yards was like his low point of the year, and that was in week thirteen, week 14. Okay, so he, had, he had, did have a bad game in there, but for the most part, whoever the quarterback is, he's probably still getting like eight to ten targets in a game. Easily, easily. So, yeah, no no worries there. Uh, so, LaShawn McCoy... Diagnosed with a torn MCL. You he, liked LaShawn McCoy. He was awesome this year, right? Yeah, he had over 100 yards from scrimmage many times this year. Uh, he finished the year with like 1,200 yards total and didn't score as many touchdowns as he'd like, but that was kind of the product of the Buffalo Bills. So does that mean Carlos Williams, who has done well even with McCoy, is going to step up and be the guy? or? or? Is the, I mean, he may end up splitting carries, but he's going to get more carries than he was earlier in the year when he was doing so well. So as long as he's healthy, I think that he can produce at a good rate. And if he's a hot hand kind of thing, then Rex Ryan's going to stick with him. Mm -hmm. So Mike Gillisley uh, busted out, I think it was like four carries for 82 yards last week. So he was very, um, uh, you know, he was, he's the new hotness, right? The guy that everyone, that flashes that everyone wants to pick up, everyone wants to start. But I think it's going to be Carlos Williams. He's going to be the one to get the most carries on the team, and that's what you're going for. Okay. You need the most opportunities. Um, Melvin Gordon is done for the year. He's had another. He's had a disappointing season. The other guys, you know, they've been all right. Um, you know, 
Danny Woodhead last week had four touchdowns. He's going to be the primary back in San Diego. I, we talked about Danny Woodhead a little a little while ago. Um, he has a good matchup again this week against Oakland. So with Melvin Gordon out, Dave, would you start Danny Woodhead? You know, for sure. I don't like San Diego. I don't like what San Diego's turned into. They seem like a lethargic team and one that doesn't really care about winning. It looks like they're going to move after the season is over. They've lost all of their wide receivers. Uh, you know, they've they've lost the running back now. Uh, both tight ends have had trouble throughout the year. Uh, I do think Woodhead is a great target, and they already know that, right? But what what I question is Woodhead was available over the past four or five weeks, uh, and he was, previous to that, uh, a top ten, maybe arguably top six uh, or seven running back overall. And, and then he fell really far because he just stopped getting the carries, uh, he stopped getting the goal line touches, and he didn't get as many passes during the games. And what I'm wondering is, why is that? So I think probably they were going with Melvin Gordon to try to figure out how he was as a rookie and see if he could get over his kind of uh, you know first year jitters uh, because sure. he wasn't playing well. Right. And if they're going to have him as their as their main early back running uh, early down running back going forward, then they need him to uh, they need to find out exactly where he comes from, where he lives in the game of football. <laughs> Uh, and it looks like uh, they found out, which is that Melvin Gordon is just a mess this year. He's not doing well. Uh, he he continued to not do well, and he never scored a touchdown the entire year. That's true. Um, so Did his mom not go to any of his games? I don't know. <laughs> because he wasn't good enough yet? It's certainly possible. But uh, Mrs. Gordon, uh, we don't mean it as an affront to you. It's just that uh, your son's play is not very good. Uh, Danny Woodhead has been good. He is good. They know he's good, but he's also an older player, and he has gotten injured. So maybe they're maybe they were trying to you know, like save him uh, so that he didn't get injured this year because their year means nothing. That's all I can think of. Yeah. So if that's the case, I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll bring someone up from the practice squad or, or have a running back. I think back they backup. signed someone. I don't remember who it was. It was someone a name I didn't really recognize. I think your your first point is probably more right. They were trying really hard to get. Uh, Gordon going. Well, what you can expect they is they couldn't, it, and it was a detriment to Danny Woodhead. You're going to get those passes, etc. And if they want to win some games, and they're going to give the ball to Woodhead and Gates and uh, Dontrell Inman and Steve Johnson if he's playing. But uh, Danny Woodhead is a is a real toss up because uh, for that four touchdown game, all he was doing was making up for all of those previous games of a lack <laughs> of, of production. He only had 60 yards. And four touchdowns. Get a touchdown in each game, then you're good. <laughs> right. But uh, but yeah, I think I think we're fifty fifty here. They're either going to use them or they're going to try to save them and, and use somebody else. And I, I really don't know what's going to happen. But I'll I'll agree with you. It was mostly because Gordon was being put through a tryout, and Gordon is no longer available. So yeah. uh, Woodhead is back in the mix uh, as a probably like an RB two. RB2, and definitely like a flex play, especially in a PPR league, Mm because obviously he's going to be getting more catches. Uh, So just look out for him next week Mm -hmm. in my flex spot for sure. Great. Just make a sign that says, like, keep Danny Woodhead on the bench. I'm going to change my team name to to, Danny. Does Danny Woodhead have a nickname? Break his ankle. Well, Uh, why do you need a nickname? Little Danny Woodhead. Woodhead is your last name. You don't really need a nickname, right? (laughs) No, I, I don't know. Maybe he does. Let's see. Through the power of Google... Uh, his nickname is uh, Woody. Woody. Uh, I'll change my team name to like Danny Woodhead. <laughs> <laughs> all all the men in the Woodhead family go by the nickname Woody. And so yeah, if, they all do. So I mean, if you're over there, uh, 
um, you know, for a Christmas gathering or a Thanksgiving gathering, then you don't know who anyone's referring to when they're yelling, Hey, hey Woody! Hey, uh, hey, Woody, grab me a beer! So you get a lot of beers, I guess, then, so it's a positive. Yeah. Lots of Woody's grab you a beer. <laughs> uh, so Danny Amendola um, had a really crappy week 15. You would have been better off not starting him and leaving the spot blank. Because he got injured. Because he got injured right after fumbling the ball. It's that like mythical situation that you wish for for a guy on Monday night when you're tied you mm-hmm. know, with somebody and you have no more players left. So I assume you played him, and that's why you're bitter about this. Hey, if I would have started Tavon Austin <laughs> instead of Amendola and Danny Woodhead, I'd be playing you this week, Dave. Woulda, coulda. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, well, with Amendola injured, though, is he going to be coming back for this week? Because you, you were pointing out to me off air that uh, it looked like he was going to miss week 16 and 17 because the Patriots now are like, ah, we don't really care. All these people are going to come back in the playoffs. Yeah, all of a sudden the AFC doesn't look as tough as it did earlier, so they've got a bye week wrapped up, I think. And it's probably just one more victory until they wrap up the number one seed as well. So I don't think that they're going to... Try and push Danny Amendola back. They need him to compliment Julian Edelman. It sounds like they will probably have Julian Edelman back this week, but you need to pay attention to that and uh, you know be very certain that he practices and will play uh, before you plan on starting him because uh, he's been out, I don't know how long now, almost a month, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so... Um, and he's predicted back any time, so we'll yeah, see. Yeah, keep an eye on that stuff. They're both going to play in the playoffs because that doesn't start for another three weeks or so for them. Yeah, it just seems like bringing those guys back early <coughs> might be a bad decision for management because they could get re-injured and there's no point, really, in bringing them back for these games that don't matter. Well, I, th- there is value to having your players play. Well, I mean, sure. first of all, they do want to get the number one seed still, and they want to have their players be active. They don't want them to, you know... To have to figure it all out and get it all going, you know, in well, the playoffs. I'm not game. saying that, but but the Patriots especially are are definitely known for you know not even playing guys in Week 17 when they don't have to, etc. And if they're not going to be undefeated like the Carolina Panthers currently are, which is the only reason the Panthers would continue to play their their uh, players, um, it, then why do they care? You know, uh, we'll see though. And and you're right, coming back from an injury like that, you at least need to go out there and have uh, you know 30 snaps in a game. Sure, sure. Um, so look for Julian Edelman this week. Don't plan on Danny Amendola for the rest of the season. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey. So his injury status is super top secret, guys. I'm sorry. I can't tell you. I was sworn to secrecy. They actually told me. But I will be killed in like 30 seconds if I tell you guys. John Fox. All right. Yeah. So anyways, uh, what we do know is that Sunday after they left the game, uh, his or he left the game, that is, his hamstring kind of tightened up a little bit. Whatever you know that may mean, uh, generic injury terms. Uh, so, I don't really see a wide receiver on that team that's fantasy worthy. There's nobody who's going to step up in his place. Eddie Royal might be practicing. I don't know that you want to start Eddie Royal week 16, but uh, you may get a small bump with Zach Miller. Or Jeffrey's fine. Or Jeffrey's fine and he plays, and if he plays, you start him. Right. Because he's Alshon Jeffrey. But yeah, Marcus Wilson and all the other guys on that team are not really playable, uh, especially in a starting lineup with a regular league. Um, and, and like you said, Eddie Royal is a possibility of putting up three touchdowns. He's done it before, but um, this year he's not especially good. So not uh, not really an option. Yeah. Um, 
So, and I noticed an error in my article that I have to fix. Uh, but Tyron Matthew is an injury that we don't always bring up people on the defensive side. Um, but he tore his ACL. It's a big loss for the Cardinals' defense. They're going to be playing Green Bay this week, not the Bengals, as it says in my article. I will fix that after the show. Um, they're yeah, playing Green nobody, Bay. Nobody here knows this. Just just leave it. Leave it on the sidelines, right? You were perfect, 100%. Anyway. You were, you were good. This man's an angel. He is. Uh, he doesn't make grammatical errors or, uh, or errors in the subject matter. Not a, not a single one. Tyron Matthew, he's out for the season. The Cardinals play. What's his nickname again? He's the Honey Badger because he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, that that guy is fun to watch, and it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for them. Yep, uh, you know they're gonna really need him in the playoffs. Obviously, not gonna happen this year. Uh, I, you know, that's sort of the, you know, maybe the tipping point where they're not gonna be able to uh, uh, make it past Carolina. We saw his injury, and it looked to me like it was uh, it was a, a horizontal movement of the knee, but I guess it wasn't because uh, it ended up being, like you said, the anterior crucial ligament. And when when that is the thing that gets damaged, that's that's a whole you know six month recovery process. So we we feel for him, uh, and he actually uh, tore his LCL and ACL of his left uh, leg previous to this two years ago. So the left leg injured even more grievously, and then the right leg injured. It might not ever go back to normal for him. Wow. Yeah, that's tough. Um, he's got all the talent in the world. He just needs knees. <laughs> yeah. Needs knees. I said it right. <laughs> okay, so they're playing Green Bay this week. Do you think that they're worth starting still? If you've been Green, riding them the whole way, do Green you just Bay's offense is still nothing, nothing that great. I mean, their running backs can't get anything going. Their passing attack doesn't seem to really be doing anything. If you if you saw the game last week, Green Bay scored 14 points in like the first three minutes of the game, and then went on to do pretty much nothing. They're, they're not throwing the ball to Randall Cobb. They're not doing anything with Richard Rodgers. Games in Arizona too. And I just I I don't think Green Bay is going to magically perform better. Um, maybe their defense will pick up something, uh, but Arizona is is generally pretty cautious with the ball. So I see um, I see in my crystal ball um, Arizona's defense still doing well against Green Bay, but it's a huge loss. Um, not only just for the Cardinals and the Cardinals fans and and Arizona defense owners, but also for fans of the NFL in general because. He was a really cool player to watch, and uh, yeah, and it was a good story too. From what I've heard, he is one of those guys that have overcome bad situations and uh, gotten to a place in his life he never thought he'd get to. So that's cool. So uh, the almost injured list: guys that had injuries during the game, but are probably going to be fine. You have maybe. An, you have an almost injured list. They 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 suffered an injury technically. I had a couple of those this week. I should say technically injured. They went out, and I didn't think they were coming back, and then they did. And then they did. (laughs) So Brock Osweiler uh, went out at the end of, I think, the first half, uh, came back for the second half. He did finish the game. But here's the thing. He's not – he wasn't that great. He had a good first half. They didn't score any points in the second half. Peyton Manning might be ready to go in Week 16. Do you think that he's going to be the starter if Peyton is ready to go? Uh, I mean, they scored points against Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh's passing defense is not that great. But their defense has really picked up recently. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I, I don't really think that Peyton Manning is a better option based on how he was playing earlier, unless 
he really was beset with all of these injuries. And if he was, then why were they playing him at the time? It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Uh, but maybe after this recovery time and, and this refractory period, as it were, with Peyton Manning kind of getting back to what his 100% is, maybe he can lead Denver to a couple wins in the postseason. But I think for right now, they're not really concerned with uh, with not making the playoffs. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that what, true. what they'll do is they'll start Osweiler for another week. And if he's terrible and they need Peyton to have a couple throws before the playoffs and they decide to go with Peyton, then we'll see him in week 17 in some aspects for him to have a couple throws. But I mean, let's be honest, Osweiler is not uh, an amazing quarterback. And he's also a member of that club of people that are 6'8 or above because there have not been any successful quarterbacks in the NFL <laughs> that were uh, greater in height than 6'7. It just hasn't happened. Wow. It doesn't mean it could or it wouldn't. It won't. It just means that it hasn't happened. Yeah. So I think everyone... It'll probably take more than Brock Osweiler to make it happen. Yeah, everyone is expecting him to take a couple years to sort of come into his own, etc. So. Uh, so Adrian Peterson did have an ankle sprain. I think he was in a walking boot after the game, but he's going to be fine. He gets to play the Giants' run defense. They're going to be, you know... The Giants' run defense sucks. So Adrian Peterson is going to stomp all over them. He's going to have, like, 150 yards. Uh, A.J. Green did leave the game in the third quarter, but they were up 24 nothing, so it was probably more, you know, dictated by the score that he didn't return rather than his injury. Um, there hasn't really been any other news about it, so I wouldn't worry too much. And then uh, you got Ted Ginn Jr., who left the game and came back. He's a marvel this year just because he's had six touchdowns in the last couple games, but we'll talk about Ted a little bit later. We do have a question from the chat room. Um, Graham wants to know, should he start Tavon Austin against Seattle? And that's a tough one. I guess it would kind of depend on who your other guys are. Tavon is our number 36 wide receiver this week uh, in standard scoring leagues. I'm generally going to say no. Um, because if you do have anybody that you can play over him, he's an upside play, but his floor is like two. Especially against Seattle. So... I mean, I, I love Austin. He's a, he's a great player to watch. He's kind of like uh, Cordell Patterson and, and Percy Harvin and all those guys that are kind of gadgety guys. He's like can... a functional Percy Harvin. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> if it wasn't for the injuries and migraines, you know, Percy would have been a, a good guy. But, but yeah, I, I would lean away from that. Seattle's uh, defense is coming back to, uh, to where it should be. And uh, if there's anybody else you can put in there, then I would probably do that instead. Um well, he said that his other option is basically Duke Johnson Jr. Well, then they're both guys that uh, that can score a, a good amount of points. Austin has the higher ceiling. Um, and against Seattle, maybe they will be looking for that kind of gadget option. So I guess if you're, if you're making it just Duke Johnson versus Tavon Austin, then I'd go with the wide receiver, especially if there are any kind of uh, PPR points. It's interesting because Duke Johnson is our number 35 uh, running back. Sure, but wide receivers uh, are scoring more points overall when you get down to the uh, lower guys, probably, than running backs are. Yeah, I mean, he is... Tavon is ranked 74 in our flex, and uh, our flex has Duke at about 90 or so. Yeah, so so we would start Austin so over Tavon Johnson. Austin over him. Um, it's just... I mean, there must be another option, I think. Uh, although, if it's a deep league, maybe there isn't. You know, it's funny. What does Seattle do when they have all of these... Defensive backs and no receivers to cover. 
Because Tavon Austin it makes does all of his damage out of the slot and the backfield. He doesn't really line up all the way wide and do a ton of damage because they don't have that kind of game. It's weird. Well, they probably play quarterback spy or or move in like people that can do edge rushers from the from the from the back. Yeah, blitz some more. Yeah, but I'm not worried about Seattle doing well because they they have definitely picked it up. And over the past couple of weeks, I mean, their offense has been insane, and they've been able to. Uh, to hold the the opposing offenses, so it's tough playing Seattle, especially if you're if you're that team. St. Louis's offense has been has been pretty poor. Uh, last week was somewhat of an anomaly. <laughs> um, okay, I think that we're good. Oh, there was one more injury. Um, what's his face? Drew Brees has a torn plantar fascia in his foot. Yeah, he's going to see Antonio Gates' doctor to see see what's up. Yeah, but it sounds like he's going to try and play the last two games of the year. So keep that in mind. Keep an eye on that. If you're if Drew Brees is your starter, you you know they're playing Jacksonville, so you may still want to start him. Exile IPA from Iowa that you brought back, Dave. Yeah, I, I always need another beer. How about that? <laughs> we'll start our next segment here, too. Uh, but I wanted to pass around a couple of, uh, of shots of that Russell's Reserve we were talking about. And while we're doing that, I'd also like to remind everybody that uh, that this particular podcast can be listened to afterward if you're listening live or if you are listening uh, post uh, we do have it available on iTunes and on Stitcher and on several other surfaces. So, so please uh, feel free to subscribe to our podcast and listen to it as the weeks continue to move on. Um, if you are listening now, this is the last week of the season. So uh, towards the beginning of the preseason next year, we'll be doing a couple shows in uh, sort of post-mortem uh, and then looking forward to the, the new season. And we also do the Retro Spectacle podcast and TV uh, Suit podcast in the offseason. Look at those as well. But we're going to take a well-deserved break, and it's going to be nice for us, right? Yeah, I uh, can't wait to just relax and enjoy the NFL playoffs. If anybody has any lineup questions, etc., please uh, feel free to, uh, to get to them now. I have a couple from Twitter that I'll bring up in a little bit. But Jason, where, where are we uh, in the show here? What would you like to talk about? Well, why don't you uh, clue us in on a few waiver options? I like uh, you've sort of taken a slightly different approach to the waiver wire lately. Um, what you did this week, Dave, which I love, is that you said, "All right, here's the guys who are available. You know, the common guys available, and here's a very deep sleeper." Yeah, so I did uh, 
four positions, quarterback, wide receiver, running back, and tight end. And I picked one guy that was available that will do well. It's owned in 30% or less of Yahoo Leagues. And the second guy uh, is only owned in 10% or less of Yahoo Leagues. Um, and I did that because a lot of you that listen and, and ourselves included are in deeper leagues or leagues where there's more experts or advanced players playing. So a lot of times you look at a waiver wire article and they're all gone. And what are you going to do when they're all gone? Well, well, then you kind of have to draw upon your own wellspring of knowledge. Who are you going to call? And, uh, waiver busters. Depending on how much time you have to be looking at all the fantasy news, uh, you, you may not have that deep of a well of knowledge. You're probably not going to spend as much time as Dave and I do. Probably not. So That's what we're here for. Let's start with quarterbacks. So we have a quarterback that's 25% owned. Uh, he's on Washington, and his name is Kirk Cousins. Yes, uh, Kirk the, Cousins. The Redskins have been pretty good in the past couple games, and he's increased his yardage uh, from 219 to, two, uh, to, to uh, 300 to 319. And then he threw four touchdowns against the Bills last week. So during that time, you know, three games, three weeks, he's only thrown one interception. So that's six touchdowns, one interception, and a combined total of over 700 yards. So pretty good for a guy who, at the beginning of the year, we were worried if he was going to be able to take over duties from uh, Robert Griffin III or not. Yeah, yeah. And he's going up against an Eagles defense that gives up 18-plus fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks every single week. So although the Eagles have kind of been coming back together as a group a little bit, Cousins is a really good play, and Washington should definitely be putting up points against the Philadelphia defense. So I think he's a great play yeah. in a two-quarterback league, and I would even start him as a borderline QB1 in this matchup. I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah, Philadelphia Eagles giving up the second most points to opposing quarterbacks. In our uh, Drink 5 Standard League, it's 21 points that they give up per game. Uh, well, I have my sleeper pick for this is Blaine Gabbert. So Blaine Gabbert, 3% owned. He's had a couple of tough weeks here, but if you remember correctly, all the all the gab about him, uh, if you will, was that was that Blaine was doing really well uh, in sort of a, a you know a backup turn starter capacity in in coming in um, w- when Colin Kaepernick was benched benched right and he started to do pretty well scoring 16 17 points a game he played Chicago and scored about 23 or 24 fantasy points against them it was because he had a 50 yard touchdown run but on his last two uh, uh, you know outings out there he only scored about 13 points so that's where his floor is at least as far as i'm concerned and there's a guy who's three percent owned that's a pretty good floor exactly and there's some upside there because he's playing uh against the lions and the lions are only slightly better on the year against quarterbacks than the bears are which bodes well for gabbert this week now i know tory smith has had some problems and he's not consistent etc uh, but they do have other options there. Anquan Bolden should probably get a lot of passes. Vance McDonald looks like he may come on again after coming out with a concussion. And we'll talk about him a little later. Uh, so I don't trust Blaine Gabbert. But if you're looking for a guy to score you 15 points, 16 points, uh, I think this is a guy that will do that this week. Uh, so in real deep leagues, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wide receivers, we have Doriel Green-Beckham. We talked about him. He is a rookie this year. At the beginning of the year, he's a guy who came in who could only run a couple routes. A lot of people looked at him and said, he's a little dumb. You know, He doesn't necessarily know he's not NFL smart. 
Uh, well, you look at a guy like Amari Cooper. He's NFL smart. Sure. He comes into the league. He can run the full route tree. He knows exactly what he's doing in every position. And he's going to get better game after game. So is Doriel. But he starts off in a place which is a lot uh, different than a guy like Amari Cooper. So they were only starting him when they did in like a third of the snaps. And now they've started to come up to almost having him be there for the full game. Yeah, I mean, it has a lot to do with, all right, they have a lot of injuries, so he moves up the depth chart. Well, that's how, that's how a rookie starts quicker than usual. That's why David Johnson yeah. is the running back for the Arizona And they're playing Cardinals. poorly, so they want to just throw him out there. Yeah. There's nothing. They've had nothing left to lose. So if you look at the last couple of weeks, for example, uh, I think the last four weeks there were five targets, six targets, seven targets, and then nine targets for Green Beckham. That's last week trend. against New England, uh, he had nine targets and had a great outing. So based on that heavy usage, we're going to say that he will be fantasy relevant this week and going forward because he has to be. Because just like you said, he's the guy who is going to be the target when they need to go to someone uh, that's not Delaney Walker. That's all there is. There's Delaney Walker and Doriel Green Beckham. Um, and so he has a floor of four or five points because if he doesn't get a touchdown or if he only ends up catching three or four receptions uh, out of those targets, then he's he might just end up with 50, 60 yards as a possession receiver. Does he take a hit because of Zach Mettenberger being his quarterback? No, he doesn't. Okay. And and you remember what Zach Mettenberger's stats are. As a college guy, he was uh, looked at as Colossus, right? A big, strong pocket passer that's not mobile. So that's his major problem. Okay. And you compare him to Mariota, yeah. and in Mariota, this year in the pocket, he has the advantage of being able to run. In fact, he ran like, what, like a 70-yard touchdown earlier in the season, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, I think he broke some records with that touchdown run. And don't He's expect- the first guy since Gale Sayers to have a 40-plus yard receiving, passing, and rushing touchdown. So don't expect Mettenberger to do that. But he's a pocket passer, and he's a guy that's going to be able to get the ball accurately to the receivers when he's on point with them. So Beckham is definitely a play that I would go with, and I would be okay with it because in this kind of game, I think you have to start your upside, right? You're going to kill yourself. Uh, well, let's not be that specific. You're gonna, you're gonna really <laughs> you're gonna be, literally murder yourself. You're gonna really be upset with yourself, just like we were talking about earlier, right? If you lose by a couple points, then you're not gonna be okay with it. So if you're not starting those guys that can get you more points, then you're gonna be in trouble. You really should play upside plays. If you play the boring guy and he gets you seven points, and you lose by three. You're going to be pissed. I would yeah. be more comfortable, I think, starting the guys that can score a lot. Like you said, start Danny Woodhead because Danny Woodhead might have two touchdowns. He might have a ton of points. His ceiling this year is pretty nice. Uh, so in that in that vein, I would start him. My sleeper pick is Dontrell Inman, who's only owned in 8% of Yahoo leagues. Dontrell Inman is a San Diego charger. He's a wide receiver. And you know that the wide receivers on the chargers have been just absolutely nuts with injuries so after losing almost all of the receivers that they had now they're pretty much left with Malcolm Floyd and Dontrell Inman and Stevie Johnson if he starts um I'm not sure he will uh the news leans towards probably it it being Inman because they're gonna end up playing on Thursday which is only two days away right so if Inman is the main receiver and Floyd is out there but injured, and, and you've seen his Floyd's play. Floyd's been very ineffective. He's since not his very injury. good. Right. 
I mean, he shouldn't even be playing. Antonio Gates should not have tried so hard to talk him in. <laughs> he blames on Antonio Gates. It's great. I don't, I don't know. It seems a little <laughs> weird that there was like a news story about Antonio Gates talking him into playing more this year. Yeah, I agree. And I was like, you know, I get it that like he's a tough guy and he he sticks through it, but they weren't a team even at that time that yeah. <laughs> they had much to play for. So the Chargers did win last week against the Dolphins. They were playing uh, in a... Not a high level, but an above average level. So that's good. Hopefully they can continue that. And at this point, Inman and Gates and Woodhead are the only players on that team that can do well with Rivers. So expect all those guys to have above average outings because they're the only players. And Phillip Rivers is a pass-happy quarterback. So you're going to see production out of these guys. It's just bound to happen. I am so surprised that he's only owned by 8% of people because Inman is going to blow up. And I think it's probably because I think the last week he played Carolina and a lot of people probably dropped him because they thought there was no way that uh, that he would be able to perform well. Wasn't he hurt for like a minute too? It was two or three weeks ago that, yeah, he was hurt. And then he came yeah, back. Yeah, he had again. zero last week, 1.5 the week before. Or I'm sorry, zero in week 14. 1.5 the week before. So, uh, yeah, that was the... Uh, right, running backs. So we have Bilal Powell. Bilal uh, he is 21% owned, and he's on the Jets, of course. He's uh, backing up Chris Ivory, and, and going in there is kind of a third down passing back and also taking some snaps from Ivory to spell him. So he has been impressive over the last couple of weeks. He's been scoring double digits, like 14, 15 points a week for the last three weeks. And he doesn't get very many carries. He'll get five, six, seven carries. He does okay with them. But the real value of Powell is a passing down back, uh, and he's going up against the Patriots. So against the Patriots, we're not worried about um, you know how they're going to do as as a charging forward between the tackles kind of running back because New England has a pretty good defense uh, against that. What we're looking at is uh, to combat that kind of defense. The kind of players that do well against New England are those guys that are out in the flats. They're the dump-off targets to the quarterback because there's a lot of spying going on and blitzing. Mm-hmm. So Powell is a perfect fit for this. And a check-down target, he is. He should have ample opportunities to get a touchdown. He'll probably get five or six carries, but then have a whole bunch of receptions. And I will not be surprised if he scores. In fact, uh, based on his uh, current production in the past couple weeks, I'm going to... I'm going to throw it out there as a guarantee that Powell scores a touchdown in this well, game. Well, Dave, in a few minutes' time, you will have an opportunity to put your money where your mouth is. Awesome. All right. <laughs> uh, a sleeper pick is Steven Jackson. Uh, we were just talking about New England. Steven Jackson, uh, you needed to have played fantasy football for a couple years to really know this guy. I had a love-hate relationship with him because he would do really well and then he would be, you know, alternately not a very good play. He played for St. Louis for a long, long time and then he moved into uh, Atlanta. Into Atlanta and he wasn't so good there. Uh, everyone said he lost his legs, he's getting too old. That much is true. But when a guy like Bill Belichick picks you out of the crowd and says, we need you on our team, uh, it is because they need veteran depth because they're looking at their running backs being James White and Brandon Bolden and a guy they pulled off the practice squad. There's really no veteran like depth there at all. And uh, Bolden was not very good last week. I mean, in a game where he should have been able to run, he wasn't able to. Right. He had like 10 carries for 36 yards or something like that. Right. So This is going to be Steven Jackson's best team he's been on 
for a long, long time. So I think, personally, and this is what the Patriots always do, they make these weird decisions, they bring on crazy people. Um, one of the things that Steven Jackson is going to be able to do is probably take goal line carries away from all of those guys because I don't see any of them being better at it than, than a guy who's done it for a long time and has fresh legs because he hasn't been in for a while. Yeah. Uh, the industry news and the buzz is saying, Steven Jackson, yeah, he's old. We know. He didn't do so well in Atlanta. We know. But he's been working out and trying to join a team now for the last year. So it's not like he's out of shape. And all they really need him for, all they really need him for is to bust stuff open. Yeah. And if he can do that a couple times, well, then New England's going to love him. And Bill Belichick is going to put him out there. Look, here's what happens every year with New England. Someone you're not expecting has a four-rushing touchdown game. This could be it. And Steven Jackson is going to have it. I don't know if it's this week, but sometime between now and whenever the Patriots get eliminated from the playoffs. Eliminated. Or end the playoffs victorious. The, the Patriots is impossible for them to uh, get eliminated from the playoffs. Whenever they're done with the playoffs. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Steven Jackson will have a four-touchdown game or, or something crazy. Yeah, he'll he'll get some kind of production. It'll happen. So, are you feeling lucky? Is it going to be the week that it happens for you? I don't know. I mean, I'm it's not like playing the lottery, so you're only going to be right once. Right. I'm not going to start him, but it could it could happen. Uh, tight ends. We have Will Ty. Uh, he's a New York Giants tight end, 10% owned, which I don't understand because I've been talking about Will Ty now every week for the past like month. Every, They're not listening to you, Dave. Ever since he came in in replacement for Larry Donnell, who uh, is out for the season. Uh, well, I don't know if it's been announced or not, but it seems that way. Um, I think he is on the IR now. I, I think Ty, who has had two touchdowns in the last two matchups and averages about six targets per game, uh, is pretty much like a number 10, 11 uh, tight end every single week. And people keep saying, well, Will Ty, he's outside the top 10. Well, I don't know. In a standard league, if you continue to score 8 to 10 points a week, I mean, who who is going to be beating you at 10-11 consistently? This is a, the picture of a consistent lower-end tight end one. And it's not like you can get the other ones. The trade deadline has passed. So you can't pick up a guy who's going to score you more than 10 points on a weekly basis in the tight end position. In fact, there's probably only three of them that exist right now. <laughs> so I think Will Ty is probably the best tight end pickup that you could possibly get and he's available in 90 percent of yahoo leagues that's a lot of leagues why is this That's everything case? but like very deep leagues really it's pretty crazy uh i mean do you agree with me look it's just like chris bosworth like he's playing very well and nobody seems to be paying attention to it chris boswell boswell Bosworth uh, sounds like the name of like a, a rather a butler a rather rich cat uh, of like oh. a, a very smart man. Yeah, I like that too. Mr. Yes. Bosworth. Mr. Bosworth. Yeah. I'll get you, Bosworth. Uh, <laughs> uh, Vance McDonald is my sleeper, uh, San Francisco tight end. Uh, he was playing very well and in, uh, in previous weeks and was getting a touchdown and a whole bunch of yards. Then he had a concussion against the Bears and was out for a week. And and then the following week he came back but didn't perform very well. Now, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt based on the situation at hand and say that uh, Vance McDonald is going to do pretty well here uh, against the Lions defense because, and here's a little factoid, the Lions defense has given up 11 touchdowns to tight end so far this season, and that's tied for the most out of any team in the NFL. 
so the odds are for me that he's going to score a touchdown. So I think Vance McDonald and Bilal Powell are guaranteed touchdowns. Now I know that that can't be guaranteed, but you can't I, guarantee me a <laughs> touchdown. But I'm saying that, that this is more than fifty percent. You're not going to uh, Joe Namath it that these guys will score, and that's just based on statistics. So uh, if you're going to play a guy and you need points for this matchup, and I know you do because this is week because that's how the game works. Then everyone needs points. Those two guys Must are beat Jason. They're mm, touchdown sorry. happy. You know they're touchdown happy right now. So those two guys are great plays this week. Um, any any points to weigh in on on the tight ends? Uh, you know, I agree with you with Will Ty. He seems like a great play every week. Uh, I see no reason not to start him again this week. Isn't that crazy? Especially if Odell Beckham's out. They're going to need to throw the ball to someone. And we somehow got this far without talking about Odell Beckham Jr. at all. Oh, my God. But uh, there's no <laughs> news on him today, on Tuesday. So Other than his uh, suspension? We'll, well, well, yes, but there's nothing... It's been appealed, and that's all we know. Gotcha. Well, if you're listening to the show, then you, you already know about Odell Beckham, and he'll, he's basically going to either be in or out. And according to the previous uh, past precedents that were put up by the NFL, he'll players, players in this circumstance do not win their appeals. And, right. and him whining about baseball bats and stuff in Carolina is just ridiculous because apparently that's something they've done the entire season. Um, he was talking about like uh, the homosexual agenda... He, uh, uh, he, or he was talking about like people saying disparaging things about him. He was talking about people threatening him pregame. I think this guy is kind of paranoid and weird, to be honest with you. Uh, but all wide receivers that are that good carry with them character flaws. I mean, you have it's no true. time to work on your own personality when all you're doing is catching balls one-handed. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I got, man. All right. Time for a hoppy beer. Happy beer. Happy beer makes happy. All right. This one, this one, this one. Heads of state who ride and ride. All right, so we've got the uh, Exile IPA um, from Exile Brewing Company, right? In uh, are they in Cedar Rapids? Sorry, is this uh, uh, Exile Brewing? Where, where are they from in Iowa? Do you know? Well, I'm I'm not an expert now. I, I didn't actually visit the the particular brewery. I was in Cedar Rapids for business. Okay. And uh, and I went to uh, one of their lovely liquor dispensaries, and they pointed me in the direction of this particular brewer who uh, is sort of uh, in Iowa, kind of the equivalent of a New Glarus in Wisconsin. Ah. Uh, they got it. they have all kinds of different beers, a ton, and they only are uh, delivering and distributing in the state. In the state. Excellent. All right, so uh, we'll hit up some of our trends. Um, So last week we went over a bunch of trends uh, with Jim. Uh, We wagered on a giant candy bar. So the results of of last week's bets. Right, so this is the results of last week. So uh, our first one was that Russell Wilson would continue scoring over 30 points. Uh, So Dave, you said yes. Jim and I said no. He had 249 yards, three touchdowns, and 46 rushing yards. He almost Not, got there. Right. 26 <laughs> and a half. Almost there. 
He was definitely like uh, still exceptional. Yeah. Uh, but I set the bar too high. A little, like. little high. So, yeah. Dave, you asked us, will Robert Turbin score five or more? Uh, you said yes. Jim and I said no. He had three carries for one yard. I so, see how I'm trending. A here. disappointing game for him. <laughs> the trend continues. Uh, Robert Woods needed eight or more points. Uh, you and I said yes, and Jim said no. He had four for 44, and now he's on the IR. So good job, Dave. Well, I didn't make him injured. I might blame that on you. You know, the reason behind that was Charles Clay being injured, and actually Buffalo did a decent job, but it was all Sammy Watkins' day. Right, it definitely was. Uh, so our final one was that uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins would score eight or more points, and Dave, even you couldn't screw this one up. We all said yes. Oh, thank you. That's very nice of you. He had three for 29 and a touchdown. 8.9 points. So, good job, Austin. He, he got that uh, last-minute touchdown that uh, people were cursing under their breath. Right. So, Jim got all four right. Uh, he wins the two giant candy bars of his choice, <laughs> and he is currently overseas, and uh, we'll settle up with him when he To returns. be specific, it's uh, a giant walk- version of whatever his favorite candy is. Okay. So, it doesn't have to be a candy bar. Right. I mean, it could be like. Well, I mean, if, he's, like that if his favorite box of candy nerds. is Skittles, we're not going to find a giant Skittle. I bet we can find giant Skittles. I bet we could find a giant container of Skittles. That's what I'm saying. Not right. one giant Skittle. Right. You wouldn't Jason want like indicated. a one pound Starburst. <laughs> I don't really Although, want. I don't really I don't want know any what Starburst. I would do with that. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, no. <laughs> we're good on that. All right, so uh, we'll break into week 16. Uh, so uh, our first guy is Kirk Cousins, the guy that you talked about a little bit earlier. So he had been definitely trending up, up to 35.9 last week against Buffalo. Um, He's playing very well, and they even said that, hey, Kirk, you're going to be our long-term guy. We're interested in signing you to a long-term contract. Uh, So this will be the first game since they said that. What are we betting on? Do we know what we're betting on here? Oh, no, we don't, actually. All right. Well, we can come up with something. So so here's the deal, guys. Huddle. So uh, the trends bet is not a big one, and then we do the fantasy thing, which should be a little bit bigger. So, if anybody has ideas, speak now or forever hold your peace. You already did pizza. Yeah, we have pizza Damn and it. beer covered for like the next couple months. Damn it. It's true. <laughs> it's very true. Hmm. All right, but hmm is not good radio. So, uh, why don't you continue and, uh, and you think on it. Okay, we'll talk about Kirk Cousins. Uh, so, the... Um, Philly defense, as we said earlier, given up plenty of points to opposing quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I want to know if Cousins can keep up his excellent production and put up 23 or more points against Philly. Dave, why don't we start with you? 23 is a lot. Can you tell us how many points he's scored in a standard league in the past three weeks and their opponents? Sure. Uh, he scored 13.3 versus Dallas, 22.3 at Chicago, and then 35.9 versus Buffalo. No. No. I think he'll have a, a good performance, but I'm looking at more like 20. I don't think he's going to uh, exceed expectations by that much. Okay. I would tend to agree. I'm thinking, yeah, like 20, 21, but I don't think he'll get past the 23. Jason's going to go all Kirk Cousins here. I'm going in with Kirk Cousins. <laughs> um, the only thing to uh, do. Yeah, I'm gonna th- I think that he's going to score, uh, you know, 23 or more. Okay. There it is. Uh, so, Bilal Powell. Has put up 16.8, 14.2. Uh, well, 16.8 was at uh, the Giants, 14.2 versus Tennessee. Uh, both those games were in the same stadium, even though they were away and home. That's the weird thing with being in New York uh, football something. Huh. So 13.9 at Dallas. 
Uh, so Powell has scored a touchdown in the last three games, and he has had way more fantasy production than Chris Ivory. So I want to know, will Powell outscore Chris Ivory by at least three points? That's a weird question. I Well, Ivory's last three games are 4, 10, and 4. And Powell's are all 16, 14, 13. I'm going to go with yes. You think yes? I think okay. yes. And I don't I need to have a reason. No. <laughs> well, if you if you have a certain feeling about it, you can I do. you can share it, but oh. you don't have to oh. justify your uh, where you're going to put your money, <laughs> which we don't know what it'll it's be. Gambling for a reason, right? Uh, I I don't think that he will. I think that they're going to figure out how to use Chris Ivory again. Um, I I also need Bilal Powell not to succeed uh, in one of my games, so I'm just going to go ahead really and bet is. against him. That's what it really is. <laughs> and Dave, what do you think? I, I think Powell will have a good game. Like I mentioned earlier, I think he'll score a touchdown. However, that does not mean that I don't think that Ivory will have a good game. Um, I wonder. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say yes. Three points is not a lot of points. I think Powell will score a touchdown and Ivory will not. Right. And I, that will be the difference. You know, I'm thinking, you, you know, it, it could come down to a lot more Ivory work. But yeah, that's probably what it'll come down to. Sure, yeah. If Powell gets a touchdown, he'll outscore him. Uh, so Ted Ginn Jr. has been putting up monster numbers over the last couple of weeks. 20 points at New Orleans, 24.5 versus Atlanta, 20.5 at the Giants last week. So he has two touchdowns in each of those games and 80 yards. Uh, so he gets a ton of work done, and he doesn't catch the ball all that much. He only has 13 catches over the last three games. Wow. So not averaging too many. Uh, catches, but he has six touchdowns in those 13. That's insane. So can Tedgin Jr. get at least one touchdown and 15 points total? Oh. So he has to get both. You're first, Jason. So he has to score a touchdown on his way to scoring 15 points. Okay. So I think that, yes, he's going to do it because uh, even though I need – Cam Newton also to struggle this week. I'm not an idiot, and I will not bet against Cam. Every week, Ted Ginn drops a couple targets, but that's just a product of the fact that he is constantly getting these long, stringy, 70-yard passes from Cam. Sure. It's just going to happen. It's not not possible to catch them all. The, The real problem with Ted Ginn is that he only gets a lot of times two or three receptions, and those receptions are for 100-plus yards and a touchdown. This multiple 50-yard catches. You know, it, this is the kind of thing that's that's going on with him. So I think it would be it would be in my best interest to say that he would get a touchdown that is over 50 yards. Now, I don't necessarily think that he'll get two of them, and I think he'll only get two or three passes. So in this case, in this time, after a really on this big bet. game or two, I'm going to say no. Okay. Oh. I did not think that's where you were going with that. That's tough. <laughs> so it was one touchdown and... And 15 points. And 15 points. Basically, he has to score 15 points. You know, I think he's on a, a roll. Um, yeah, again... Touchdown look, being part of that. Dave stole what I said, but uh, if you were to ask me, is he going to be guaranteed two touchdowns, I would say no. Um, uh-huh. I do have faith in him, however, for one touchdown and 15 points. Well, so it's, I'm go it's with 90 yes. yards and a touchdown. It's not unheard of. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, for our final guy, um, I know you're probably not going to be so happy with the way I've phrased this bet, Dave, but that's too <laughs> bad. Uh, Antonio Gates 
has four touchdowns on the season. Um, he's had uh, only two games with two touchdowns. Those are the only times he's scored all year. So he's I want to like know so if he can do something that. that he hasn't done all year and score only one touchdown. I want to know if you think he will score one touchdown. Not two. It's my turn. <laughs> yes. Okay. Gates scores one touchdown, only one touchdown. So Lamente Uno. This week. Yep. You know, I want to say yes because uh, I want to be starting him. <laughs> now here's but you the thing: want him I have Gronk, more than one so he'll be in my flex. But um, I'm I'm gonna go with no. Honestly, I would love to say yes, but I'm I'm gonna go with no. All right, and uh, I'm gonna say yes uh, because I think that it's Antonio Gates. He'll get a touchdown. Okay, um, so we have to set up a tiebreaker. Do you guys think of anything uh, for the bet yet? You come up with anything? Anything um, pop into mind? Can it have something to do with rum? With I asked. Rum? I asked her to think of something. No, you didn't. It, it could. It could. <laughs> I think it was just kind of assumed. Well, okay. Can it have something to do with rum? I'm a big fan this, of rum. This I'm isn't. This is an easy a big bet. Fan of this whiskey, is an easy bet. But uh, trying to do something different here. This is an easy bet. We we uh, we should probably uh, clarify that in this situation. Uh, the three of us are are sometimes available to be you know drinking something together, you know, in <laughs> From multiple. Time to time. <laughs> so so what I think we'll do for this particular bet is we will allow the winner to dictate what kind of uh, of bottle that the loser should buy. Now that does it have to be rum specific. That particular bottle uh, has to be twenty five dollars or less. Okay. Well, I think that. It should be the choice of the winner what type of liquor we That's buy. what I said. Yeah, but... That's what I just said. <laughs> right. No, I'm trying to convince her. I yes. know. <laughs> you need to, you know, Fine. you can pick the rum when you get it right. All right, all if right. If you get it right. <laughs> if and when. Uh, and you, okay. This is the last week, so we're a kind of stepping of up the odds. of the winner's odds. choice. Generally here, this this wouldn't be as large of a bet as it is, Oops. but, but that's okay. So the, the, the single loser buys the bottle and the winner picks it? And the middle person just gets to enjoy it? Yeah, yeah I gets think to enjoy so. the spoils. Unless you guys want to change it. Uh, I'm just writing this no. down for posterity. We also need a tiebreaker uh, for the... Uh, I have a tiebreaker lined up. All right. On an interesting stat that I had seen uh, <laughs> this week. Um, so, But we're going to do loser buys. Winner picks the bottle of their choice. Or, or is it just the type of alcohol? And no, the winner, no. Okay. It's the type. The type, not the bottle. Yeah, we'll, oh. we'll, we'll say okay. We'll, we'll put it this way. All right, uh, the the alcohol it has to be like twenty twenty five dollar alcohol. What, what I'm really looking at is reasonably priced, right. uh, up to the discretion of the person that buys it, and they can buy whatever kind they feel like buying within the price within range the price of range. that style. Yeah. So all the winner can do is is say what kind of alcohol well, when I win I, I, I might switch it up like on you and say tequila I was going to say I could you can say like whatever a $25 you want. bomber oh yeah, I you, mean, yeah it can be beer it can be wine I mean I could ask for a $25 bottle of wine you could I could ask for whatever I want okay this is fun it's more interesting <laughs> and then yes well, the and then I, we'll all share the idea the is idea. that we all drink yeah. it together yeah. right or, those or are the best bets some of it when <laughs> nobody really loses yeah everyone wins so this past week plenty of good tight end performances not a single one of them eclipsed 88 yards. And that that's not going to happen every week. It's not going to happen very often at all. So our tiebreaker is going to be how many tight ends will have at least 88 yards receiving. Hmm. Is that is that like 
take them back back in time to 1964 when they <laughs> when they hit 88 yards is that why they're I thought stopping? 88 was a fun number to go with <laughs> well, they need 1.21 gigawatts of uh hmm. can you repeat the question for me how <laughs> many tight ends will have at least 88 yards receiving how many how many tight ends this week out of how <sighs> that question out of all of them <laughs> in the NFL we don't have to include other sports that's 88 or more? 88 or more. Okay, who starts? Um, who started last last time? I think Jess did. I'll go first. So I'm going to go with... Um, I'm going to go with... Yes? Four. Okay. Uh, well, I will go with two. Okay. All right, Jess. Um, well, I'm going to go right in the middle then with three. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> the, the whole idea with the tiebreakers, we all have, have a different big, answer. But... That's the only thing that matters. Or you could have the same answer and you can split it. No. No splitsies here. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess you could. but That's just how it works. There's, it'd be a weird thing to split. What would be a weird thing to split? A thing where only the winner gets something. Well, then you'd have like, to decide. You'd have to. Agree. We're already splitting it, though. It's the thing. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, let's let's move along. And uh, I think, unless there's some other kind of uh, segment that we're going to, uh, Jessica, you've never played in our uh, fantasy football weekly game. I haven't. So I'm pretty uh, excited about this. So it's a fun game, Jason. If you have time, then go ahead and give us the wrap up of what happened last week. So last week, Dave, uh, I'm sure you're excited. For me to go over the wrap-up. Oh, my players were terrific. Oh, Dave, <laughs> you did well. Uh, 151 points. One of the oh. highest scores we've had in this. Nice. Granted, we do pull from different areas of the rankings from time to time. Yeah, you can't really compare them to each other. because but generally speaking, this is one of the better ones. You had Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, Sammy Watkins. Um, your worst player was 5.9 points. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah. 13 and 17 from your kicker defense. Really good game. Considering I had a FanDuel league that I played where I had two people that were negative. Yeah. Thank you, Javorius Allen and Danny Amendola. Yeah. I appreciate your performances. <laughs> so, uh, Jim... I think FanDuel's taking money from my bank account. Is I didn't happening. even... <laughs> it's just a one-way street. Is that a debit? <laughs> <laughs> so, Jim had two guys go on Monday night. I didn't even have to add up his points because he already beat me. Uh, I had a terrible game this past week. Um, I had... Javorius Allen on this team. I had the Carolina Panthers, so that is a big fat zero point negative point two negative points. I'm good at grammars. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I only had eighty four points. Uh, not a great week last week, so um, I'll be very happy to now delete all of the players uh, off of the list, and we will start over. So, um, Jess, have you been made familiar with the way it works? We're gonna pick a position, and then we'll pick. From the list, and you'll be able to look at the list of the players. Uh, we'll we'll give you the the list. It, yep. You won't be able to look at it, unfortunately. Um, so it's no. only three guys. <laughs> yeah, there's only three guys to to go through. We'll tell you the matchups. We'll tell you who they're playing. Uh, well, that is the matchup. I'm a little distracted clearing out this terrible week 15 lineup. <laughs> and Get we also we all seem to decide on a bet for this particular thing. Uh, so yes, yeah, so let's figure that out. So. I guess what I'll propose, since we're going big here and it's the last week, yeah. is that uh, is that the two losers 
buy dinner for for the three of us somewhere. And I don't know how we determine what the place is. So why don't you guys brainstorm on that? Or or tell me it's a bad idea and come up with a better one. No, that's a great idea. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, what kind of place would we like to go to? That one place that I wanted to go back to. The African place. BC. I still think we okay. should go back to well, BC. Well, let's not be too specific <laughs> as, as far as our, our I was going to say uh, a brewery. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. That's but pretty brewery with good uh, There's not a yeah. lot of those around here. So we take a little he Sunday says so. hike. We have to leave. So we, we have, have to... to take a trip to a brewery. <laughs> oh, so so <laughs> do you... terrible. Is that brewery that serves food? So we can get a meal and beers, and the two people have to split. Graham says Chef Ping because he he is relocated to Florida and really wants to go to Chef Ping. <laughs> oh, Graham! But we cannot. should do it for Graham. <laughs> Poor guy, Graham. We just went to Chef Ping uh, we... about a week and a half. Yeah, ago. true we story. Did. It was delicious, by <laughs> the way. Oh, it was really good. Oh man, um, we feasted. Well, okay. <laughs> How about we, oh man, we, we should figure out where to go. So he's talking about uh, brewery. Um, I'm thinking like Two Brothers, maybe, something like that. The, the one in Warrenville? Yeah. Or we could go to the Roundhouse oh. if you guys haven't been there. The Roundhouse is very interesting. Yeah, I'm just not sure what the bet would be. Like, what are we purchasing? On a completely unrelated thing, we could do uh, Korean barbecue. Well, that's great, too. <laughs> all, these, all these things are good. Yeah, they're all delicious. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, well, if, like you were saying, the the two losers split the cost of you know going there, or that means the beer and the food. Like, well, that could be you know, expensive. we could we set draw a, a limit. We should set a limit. Up to fifty dollars. <laughs> we could set a limit. Yeah, it, we'll make it twice the other bet. All right. But there's two losers this time. Oh right. boy. So so we've <laughs> never been to the two brothers roundhouse, so that's a good option. Oh okay. Uh, I know Jason has. Um, Maybe I went there with Graham, actually. There's also some other places. There's, you know, Three Floyds in Indiana. There's some other places like that that sure. we could go we, to. Sure. We don't have to make it the two brothers. We could go elsewhere. All right. Here's what we'll do. So so in the, in the um, interest of time, we will say the two losers have to buy up to a limit. That limit will be something like, uh, you know, 60 bucks, something like that. Um, and, and then after that, it's, it's up 60 to... 60 total? Well, I'm assuming so. Okay. So it's and basically then anything like, in excess. The the winner also has to chip in on. <laughs> makes sense. Right. Okay. And then we'll decide on a location later, but it will be some kind of uh, gastropub or brewery or something like that. Okay. So we can we can crack that later, um, but that's what will happen. Uh, so you, it's in your best interest to win, as it always is. Uh, and if Jason hadn't explained this before, we're basing this all on our rankings. Uh, he, before uh, we sat down to do the podcast, pulled out a whole bunch of, uh, of random numbers um, for each position. Out of thin air. And in this particular league, we're going to have a quarterback, three wide receivers, two running backs, tight end, kicker, and defense. And all you have to no do... Flex. All you have to do no. is choose between the ones that are at hand... And whoever's turn it is gets to pick what position uh, we pick next, and they get the first pick of that position. So that's the strategy involved, uh, of which there is uh, a good amount. Uh, you not only get to pick what you want, uh, you also uh, get to decide which of those players that you would like. Uh, and so I, I think we should uh, start with Jessica uh, as as her being uh, you know a guest on the program, are you okay with that? Uh, sure, sure, sure. 
Sure. Uh, so, Jess, you get to pick a position. Start with that. So, like I said, quarterback, wide receiver, one, two, three, running back, one, two, tight end, kicker, defense. Anybody? Uh, let's go with wide receiver. One. one. Wide receiver, one. All right, we'll pick uh, nine, ten, and eleven on our list. So, um, let me get you those names here. 9, 10, 11 on the wide receivers are Julio Jones, Eric Decker, and Mike Evans. So Julio Jones is playing Carolina at home. All these guys are at home. Eric Decker is playing New England, and Mike Evans is playing Chicago. So it's a whole draft for you. You get to pick completely new guys if you'd like. So Julio Jones, Eric Decker, Mike Evans. Hmm. You have to be quick about it. Sure, sure, of course. Um, You have to talk into the microphone, too. Oh, right, right. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Julio Jones. All right. A smart choice to start everything off. Although I really wanted to go with Mike Evans. Indeed, Support smart my choice. current team, but that's that's all right. Uh, sure. So I'll choose between Eric Decker and Mike Evans. Um, I'm going to go ahead and hedge my bet against Jess and take Mike Evans. <laughs> Leaving Dave with one of his favorite players in the league. He's great. <laughs> Eric Decker. Uh, and just so you know, we're, we're going to be playing based on standard scoring rules, which means it's the same as ours, except there's no PPR. I was going to say no PPR. No PPR. should have told me this nah, ahead of time. We should have. No, you're I'm right. I'm just kidding. Julio Jones. <laughs> I mean, yes, but Julio it's fine. Jones is, is, doesn't really affect my Julio Jones is a fine decision, pick. I'm sure. Yeah, you're not going to go wrong with Julio Jones. So I am going to uh, go with quarterback. Um, so at quarterback, we're going to pick 9, 10, 11, and that is Kirk Cousins. Eli Manning and Philip Rivers. Uh, Dave, do you know who I'm going to take? I bet you do. I think you're going to take uh, Kirk Cousins. You're damn right I'm taking Kirk Cousins today. <laughs> Which I think is crazy. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> you can think it's crazy. You can choose between Eli Manning and Philip Rivers. Well, I wish I didn't have to do that. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's crazy. <laughs> so Eli is playing at Minnesota on. Monday night of or Sunday night, of course, and then uh, Philip Rivers is playing at Oakland on Thursday night. Yeah, I'll take Rivers versus uh, Oakland. Boo! All right. Boo Ernst. And you get the younger Manning. Great. <laughs> Eli the younger. Well, they're all like top twenty yeah. options, so yeah, they're, I, I mean they're so. going to be fine. Uh, but you, as an Eli Manning owner, no longer have Odell Beckham Jr., which is definitely a disappointment. Uh, so Dave, your choice at position. Uh, I'm gonna. Yeah. Go with uh, RB1 so I can steal the best of those. So at RB1, we're going to be picking from uh, 35, 36. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> we're going to pick from 10, 11, 12. Uh, and that will be Sharkandrick West, who's playing versus Cleveland at home. Carlos Williams at home, playing Dallas. And Frank Gore playing in Miami. Super easy. Sharkandrick West. All right. Versus a Cleveland team that is just giving points away. They, yeah, they're good at that at this point. Gore and who else is left? Uh, so you have to pick between Frank Gore and Carlos Williams. Mm-hmm-hmm. I'm going to go with uh, Frank Gore, I suppose. All right, Frank Gore for you on Indy. They do have to run the ball a lot because they're having all sorts of issues with the quarterback. So uh, I do like Carlos Williams this week, and I'm glad that I'm stuck with him, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, so, Jess, you're up next to pick a position. We have uh, a lot of stuff available still. I think I'm going to go with tight end. With tight end? Okay, you want to start with tight end. Uh, at t- 
tight end, we're going to be doing numbers 9, 10, 11. So that would be Zach Miller at Tampa Bay, Benjamin Watson versus Jacksonville, and Austin Safarian Jenkins versus Chicago. <laughs> uh, okay. I will go with uh, Jenkins, Austin Safarian Jenkins Austin versus Chicago. Jenkins. Sorry. Sorry, Bears. Sorry, Dave. I'm sure that's that's exactly who Dave would have wanted to pick. That too. The Bears have not a lot, a lot of points to opposing tight ends, but I don't think those stats matter as much as people think they do, especially for tight ends, because that's just kind of game flow situation. It, like against the Bears, you can score playing any of your positions, so why go to the tight end kind of thing? Um, in some cases, perhaps they have really good defenders that are just guarding tight ends. I just I think that's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> uh, so, Jason? Uh, so, um, week 16 is all about, you know, throwing all of the knowledge out the window and, uh, just saying, hell, I like this guy more than the other guy. Why not? So I'm going to go with Ben Watson, who this year has scored me like just enough points in most of the situations Okay, where I really needed him. I'll take Zach Miller. All right. You've got Zach Miller. I am going to, uh, take the WR2 position. We're going to do 17, 18, and 19 for WR2, which is Larry Fitzgerald versus Green Bay, John Brown versus Green Bay, and Alan Hearns at New Orleans. Uh, so I do like John Brown a lot. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take John Brown. So, so it's Fitzgerald, John Fitz, Brown, and... Well, you have Fitz or Alan Hearns. Because I took John Brown. Hearns had kind of a down week last week, but uh, they're playing New Orleans, and I will take uh, Alan Hearns. All right. All right, and then, Jesse, you are going to be left with Larry the Fitzgerald. I'll take it. Yes, you will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave, uh, what position do you want to go with? Uh, what do we have left? RB2, WR3, kicker defense. Uh, hmm... Yeah, I'll take uh, the wide receiver. That's wide receiver three. Okay, wide receiver three. We are going to dip a little bit here. We're going to do with uh, um, 36, 37, 38. And that is Tavon Austin at Seattle, Devontae Parker versus Indianapolis, or Willie Sneed versus Jacksonville. Willie Sneed versus Jacksonville, and that offense that lets people charge all over them. Yeah, yes, good call. I mean defense, sorry. <laughs> Bring it on, Willie Sneed. <laughs> okay. And who are the other two? Uh, Devontae Parker and Tavon Austin. Right. I am going to go with uh, Tavon Austin, please. All right, for you're going to be playing against him, too. I'll have <laughs> one Tavon Austin, please. One Tavon Austin. And I will settle with a Devontae Parker. Uh, not thrilled about that one, I suppose. Sorry, All right. Bro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, just start us off in the last round. You can choose between kicker defense and running back two. I'll take kickers for 100, Jason. All right. <laughs> you get your choice between our numbers 10, 11, and Suck 12 it, kickers. <laughs> that being Matt Prater <laughs> versus San Francisco, Jason Myers at New Orleans. And Chris Boswell at Baltimore. Oh. Hmm. 
Dave wants Chris Boswell. And and yes, I I you know I know he's partial to Pittsburgh. Um, I'm also gonna go with Chris Boswell. I not not also I'm going to go with Chris Boswell. Uh, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure on Pittsburgh uh, to 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 get those <laughs> those kicks in because how many have they lost this year? None since they had Boswell. Not since the exactly. yeah, exactly. So he knows there's a lot of pressure. He's willing to step it up. He He's is. gonna get cut if he doesn't. He's been awesome. I'll be honest. It's true. Uh, so <laughs> I'm gonna take Jason Myers uh, of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Leaving me with, uh, and then you get Matt Prater. Yeah. Okay. And then I am going to do the running back two, which is gonna be sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Those guys are Tim Hightower, Jeremy Hill, and Denard Robinson. So, for some reason, we're picking tons of Saints and Jaguars. They just happen to keep falling near each other. Uh, so, Hightower versus Jacksonville. Jeremy Hill at Denver. Denard Robinson at New Orleans. Right. Oh, this is a tough one. I have not felt the Tim Hightower vibe at all this year. But I feel like he might be the correct choice. Well, he's only played in two weeks, and he's done decently in both of them. I was going to say, didn't he just become hype? Yeah, he he just became fantasy. There was no hype about him earlier in the year because he was simply a backup. I don't know. A week feels like a month to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Denard Robinson really, when I thought he should play well last week, didn't. And I don't want to take Jimmy Hill, so it's going to be Tim Hightower. What happens if uh, if a player is injured? If a player is injured, we get the next guy on the list. Would you like to know really? which replacement would you like to know about? That's cool. What do you mean? Well, I have all of the replacements written down already. What do you mean, which replacement? Well, is there a certain positions replacement you would like to know about? This one. This one would be James White. Are you thinking because <laughs> Denard Robinson might not might, has like a, a slim chance of not playing? Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. And I'm going to pick Denard Robinson because he plays New Orleans, and I like people that play New Orleans. Uh, and if I don't get him, then I get James White, I guess. That okay. Works, that works for me. That'll do. And Jess, uh, you are left with one Jeremy Hill. One Jeremy. One tree Jeremy Hill. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird soap opera sitcom kind of show. <laughs> <laughs> so Dave on the defensive Just for the record end, I've never seen it <laughs> You're picking from 9-10-11 Which is the Cincinnati Bengals Who are playing in Denver The Titans at home against Houston And the Buffalo Bills versus Dallas Oh you mean I get I get to pick defense? You get to pick defense because oh, You don't so have to pick kicker this, at the end Because I am kind of a defensive expert th- this year Yeah So, so defensive expert 9, 10, 11. You, you must by default then just take your number 9 pick I take the Bills <laughs> Mystery Fantasy Expert is taking his number 11 over 9 and 10. All right. So, Jess, you get to pick between the Bengals and the Titans. Oh, boy. Um, let's go with the Titans. All right. I'm hoping that Peyton Manning comes back and throws, like, three interceptions. <laughs> I think the Titans' defense is, is fantastic, uh, by the way. Uh, the, the reason that those are, are kind of screwed up as, as far as where they land and what I'm picking is that this, the defensive rankings are, are, are mainly based on like the, uh, the Vegas odds and some other statistics that go along with that. It doesn't mean I have to believe in it. 
It just means that it is what it is. Of course, there is uh, some variability within that, um, but we've had a pretty good track record so far, so that's that's good. I think the Bills have uh, really fallen off the wagon, but Miami is a questionable team at this point. Yeah, I'm not thrilled about having uh, Miami play around this roster. Yeah. All right, well, that is our lineup. We have uh, booked it. We are going to be attending some sort of place where we get to eat food. And the losers are going to be paying for the winner. And I assume the winner will, you know, have most of the say as to where we go. Uh, That that makes sense. Well, we never really talked about that, but that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, what does most of the say mean? You have most of the say in what kind of house we buy. Well, What what does that mean? (laughs) Most of this, well, those are two very different things. Uh, most of the say is in like, you know, if I win and want to attend in an out burger in Los Angeles, like that's probably not going to happen. Probably going to be a hard no. That's too bad because it's delicious. Sure. But like we'd have to already be going there or something like that. Gotcha. Yeah. They did open <laughs> Shake Shack in Chicago, which is from Midtown Manhattan, which is a really awesome place. I've just been hearing about we this. We drove past a Shake Shack when I was in Miami. It's really good. The uh, cab driver we last go week in. was telling me about it. <laughs> I recommend this place. If you like places like Five Guys and stuff, this is way better in every respect. So winner gets to pick things. where we go within reason. And also costs seventeen dollars for a shake and fries oh. and a burger. Luckily we're uh, mostly reasonable. Chicago, people. right? <laughs> okay. Well that sounds great. That sounds great. Uh, and it's it's kind of sad to kind of, you know, put put the uh, um, the cover on uh, on the podcast and put it away for uh-huh. for a couple of months. Put a lid on it. Yeah, it's going to be it's sad. Done. Uh, but I uh, I again want to remind everybody if you have listened to these shows, we have a whole library of things that you can listen to on iTunes or Stitcher. Um, and of course, it'd be great to uh, follow us on social media. In the off season, we do lots of stuff that's not related to fantasy football. Expand your mind, people. And then as we approach the fantasy season for 2016, there'll be a lot more fantasy stuff approaching. So uh, Yeah, well, thank you everyone who's listened to us this year. Uh, we've done many episodes. It's been a great time. Thanks, Dave, for uh, doing them. Thanks, Jess, for joining us. Um, and uh, you guys know where to find us on social media and all those good places. Make sure that you check us out. Um, this is the, the kind of thing that you so, uh, that you cheers on. Real quick, cheers, we have guys. one more shot of whiskey here, but I insist that we uh, do it with a uh, candied bacon there shot. You go. Candy bacon. Jason right, assisted me with making some candied, candied bacon this bacon week for a holiday party, and uh, if you want that recipe, you can find that on drink5.com. It's on our website, guys. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> it's cheers. amazing stuff. I love the girls and the money and the shame of life.